Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome back. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman this week. I am joined by Fred Jackson. Now Steve Jordahl joins us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. I do want to make a mention of the fact that uh, I did check during our break uh, our Facebook page. And Bobby has, we're talking about prices of food for the break. Oh, okay. And Bobby says, B-O-B-B-I, I figure chocolate eggs will be cheaper than boiled eggs this Easter. So, uh, Bobby, that's funny, but uh, also sad. So that's, uh, you know, I I always try, I, I try to remember that some of this is a first world problem because we do have food in the grocery stores. Yes. So that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean we have to be happy about the high prices. We should work to bring those down. But at least all the shelves aren't bare. And so I guess we can count our blessings for that. But I do want prices to go down uh, because it's it's getting nuts at the store. As you know, you, you met my dad. My dad is visiting, yes. and he came by. I introduced Friday. You Friday. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, he told me yesterday that uh, he's leaving me a dozen eggs in his will. Yes. So Listen, the, the jokes about that are just all over Facebook, and people send me memes, email, and stuff. It is uh, it's pretty funny how creative a lot of, a lot of folks are about the, uh, the price of, of eggs. Uh, everything from, uh, you know, pictures of someone, a, a man down on one knee about to ask his, his girlfriend to marry him and holding a ring with an egg on it instead of a diamond, all that. It's, it's pretty clever. Yes. Make, making a, a little bit of, of fun in the midst of terrible darkness. Yeah. All right, Steve. Terrible, terrible. 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 All right. Uh, hey, you know, let's just start with this little lighter thing to start out. We've had earthquakes and all kinds of bad stuff but you know all of us were getting a little older and uh our hearing isn't quite as good as it used to be for a lot of us and i want you to hear a little moment from uh this is a hearing that the house uh oversight committee uh the other day and marjorie taylor green had in front of her the comptroller of the united states comptroller general his name is gene dodaro and she was asking him a question about money i want you to hear cut 13 Dodaro, can you tell me how much money was given to Drag Queen Story Hour? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Drag Queen Story Time, where where men dress up as women and and read confusing books to children. First, I thought you said dry clean. (laughs) (laughs) Where's this guy from? He's he's the Comptroller General of the United States. (laughs) How much is spent on Dry Clean Story Hour? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that past anybody either on, right? the, on the left. So, how, how did that? How did that shake out? Did he ever come up with any kind of? Well, no, he said, "I'll have to get back to you." I don't have either one of those numbers in front of oh, me right now. That's pretty, that's pretty funny. At least the, the drag queen. Nothing funny about the drag queen story hours, uh, obviously. But that's uh, you know these Fred these kinds of uh, uh, questions that come up before committees. When they ask government workers about how much does this cost, how much do we, their answer is always, I don't have those numbers in front of me. I'll have to get back to you. I mean, I, it's an exercise in futility trying to get these this kind of information. And these are the people in charge. That's right. First of all, you're in charge. Yeah. Number two, you knew you were coming for this hearing and you're going to get these kinds of questions. Right. Uh, my question to them went, why aren't you prepared to do that today? Or, or why don't you get somebody on the phone to get it over to us so you can tell this hearing? 
yes. right now. Somebody in your department must be aware of the price of whatever the case may be. And, and we want to know that. And I look, I understand government agencies are humongous. Billions of dollars flow through those agencies. I understand, but at least have the expectation that you're going to be asked certain questions. I, I hope the members of Congress send to these individuals who will appear before their committees, send the informa- a, a list of the information we want provided. Yes. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And if you did that, you should have the information. That's right. So to be... To be fair, I don't think anybody could have seen a dry cleaning question coming up during that. You know, so we'll, good, we'll give him a pass on good that point. one. Good yes. point. How much money was spent on dry clean, uh, dry cleaning story hour? Well, the drag queens have their chance to read to kids. Why shouldn't dry cleaners? You know, they should. You know, that's, that's they should come equity, clean. Equality of outcome. They that's, should come clean. Yes. Oh, oh, I'm just, uh, good. Yeah. All right. I'm just. I, pressing I, I that deserve one. that. Wow, that's pretty good. That's two right off the top of your yeah. right top of your head. Very impressive. All right. All right. Move on. Um, all right. So we keep talking, speaking of drag queens and all things crazy, we keep hearing, and we've been talking on this show a little bit about the this is awful, nonsensical way that the society and our medical communities and everybody are um, saying it's okay to mutilate children, give them life-changing drugs and hormones because these kids – Teenagers, young kids, think that they're transgender. And the the whole, I mean, it's like a trophy for some of these medical people. Look, I found a transgender kid. I'm such a hero. Right. Well, there is a um, there is a new, it's not a new, it's a, a journal out there. And I... Um, I medical I, journal? A mean? medical journal. This is the Journal of uh, Sex and Marital Therapy. And in this journal... I get that every month. The... Um, well, then you probably I read this. I don't. <laughs> the name of this research is called The Myth of Reliable Research in Pediatric Gender Medicine. All right. And I have four little quotes from this, the introduction and the um, abstract. Okay. That's so, going to help you ferret what, what this is saying. So what is the myth? Okay. What, what is the myth that we all hear a million times? Well, that it's healthy. That The, the myth you hear is that puberty blockers you can reverse them at all times the other one you hear is that every time if you if you allow a child to transition and become the gender that they think they are they will live happily ever after also that uh, the science is in the science right but the science is based on two dutch studies that were made in the 1990s late 1990 2000 is when these two two studies came out and the studies were based on a very a limited number of of um, samples yeah. that were all successful. I right. mean, it, in the time of, uh, that they time uh, that they took the survey, I know they didn't ask them twenty years down the road. Right? You know, after six months, they were happy. So it must these be these people transitioned. They claimed to be happy. Right. Okay. So anyway, the authors of this study, right? The study was called the Myth of Reliable Research. Right. This work is method. Uh, the two Dutch studies are methodologically flawed and should never have been used in medical settings to justify, to scale this innovative, quote, clinical practice. The field has a penchant, the field of child 
gender manipulation has a penchant for exaggerating what is known about the benefits of the practice while downplaying the serious health risks and uncertainties. The narrative has taken a false narrative has taken root that gender affirming medical and surgical intervention for youth are as benign as aspirin, as well studied as penicillin and statins, and as essential to survival as insulin for childhood diabetes. This is what they say. It's the, the false narrative. Um, U.S. medical organizations so far have chosen to use their eminence to shield the practice of pediatric gender, quote, affirming care from scrutiny. And then finally, two seminal studies that gave rise now to the uh, these, these Dutch studies uh, suffer from such profound limitations that they never should have been used as justification for propelling these interventions into general medical practice. This is popping a hole and, and cratering the whole field of gender, gender, uh, pediatric gender medicine. Fred, uh, we've been saying on this show for a long time now that this, this narrative, and it is based in ideology, not science, for this, the whole transgender movement. Uh, we've been saying for a while now that this is going to unravel, and I think studies like this are going to be the main instrument of, uh, we talked about the Chinese balloon, popping this balloon Mm -hmm. because it is a narrative it's not based on science and there are there are a lot of people in the scientific and medical community who care about their jobs in other words they got into that field because they want to seek the truth from a scientific or medical perspective they have been those who disagree with the transgender narrative have been probably isolated and shut down but you're not going to stop a lot of these people from doing what Steve just read, this other study found. This is going to unravel, and it is going to be a catastrophe for the scientific community. Yes. Because they've pushed this narrative without real scientific evidence, doing just exactly what Steve cited, uh, this new study. They promote the good stories that they claim show the success of this kind of transitioning medicine and hush hush with the stuff that disagrees this is uh, the same thing with the covid vaccines that's going to that's going to unravel eventually too mm-hmm. at least to some extent where you're going to see the dangers were much greater than we were led to believe so i think this is going to unravel and i think we're already starting to see the garment fraying at the edges well, the backlash you mentioned uh, that COVID, COVID vaccinations, you know, the boosters, that has already started. We've talked about this before. Uh, the Biden administration, the CDC, expressing great concern that only 16 percent of Americans have decided to get a booster. Right. That's way, way, way down. Right. In the initial percentages, it's because the American people are catching on. They made their minds up. <laughs> well, not only that, but they're reading the news stories of. Uh, Joe Biden gets COVID. He gets yeah. COVID again and again. Right. And uh, buries people in the White House. COVID again yeah. and again and again. And they've all been, they all celebrated the vaccinations and their boosters. Right. But they're getting it again. And by the way, they're also passing it on to other people. Right. So the big balloon, I keep going yeah. back to that. We'll use it today. That, that was built up, blown up around COVID is gone. I am so proud of what's going on in Tennessee where the government there, the Republican-led government there, has put a stop to what was going to go on at Vanderbilt University. Yes. That investigation there. Putting a stop to this nonsense, that was horrible. 
we had the audio. I think we even played it on this program last year, many months ago. Right. Of of the person talking about how much money we can make if we do this procedure, that procedure, right. that kind of thing. Uh, so the backlash has started. And I go back to something I said just in the last hour. I, I believe there is a common sense revival that is happening in this country. Right. That uh, the the theory, uh, the the celebration of a theory that we can do this and this and this has run into reality. And it's happening in the education. It's happening on the border crisis. It's it's uh, left wing liberal policies are running into reality. Um, you know, I have faith in the American people. They are catching up to this. And I think has has younger Americans come along and they get married and they gain responsibilities. They're going to catch on to this as well. Right. It's like the old theory, you know, Joe Biden goes out there. He's still doing it. He says, I just want those billionaires to pay their fair share. Right. Well, remember in the speech, was it last week? He said they're not paying their fair share. Well, the White House had to correct the president himself when these billionaires are paying 8% right. of, of their tax money. So, uh, as I say, the reality is is coming to the forefront now. And the more and more that clear air, we get rid of the fog, that clear air comes into it, the American people are going to start making the right decision again. And what's going to hurry that change along? I talked to an ethicist on this story that's running today, and this is his quote. Um, he said, who, who is this? this I believe this is uh, David Prentice, who's okay. a ethicist, medical ethicist. And he said, it will be fodder. This, this misinformation, all the damage we have done to these kids will be fodder for all the lawyers that are going to be scrounging. The 800 number, call us like the slip and fall lawyers. Right. Were you transed? Call 800 no trans or something like that. You're going to see billboards. You're going to see radio ads. Hear radio ads. The lawsuits are going to be out of this world. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine having to to uh, to pay people because you ruined their lives because you knew what was right and you refused to acknowledge or, it? Or you didn't know what was right, but you didn't check. Yes. That that's what's what's going to happen is you're going to have parents, you're going to have individuals who are children. All of them sat down with doctors mm-hmm. and with medical professionals, and they said we don't know what to do. And those medical professionals told them this is what the science says. This is what you need to do to keep your child from committing yeah. suicide. That's yeah. that's the big that's the big pressure. What parent doesn't want to prevent that? Okay, and. Then they're going to turn and they're going to say to these medical professionals, well, on what basis did you say that? Well, uh, we were told, and then it, th- these lawsuits are going to go up up the ladder. And it's, it's be, and people are going to be paying. They're going to be paying. Because the these are irreversible, in many cases, irreversible Absolutely. transitions, and they're going to be affected for the rest of their lives, starting when they were children. I know. It's All unconscionable. Right. What else you got on this? Nothing on that. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay. I thought well, I thought you were going with the uh, swimmer. Oh, do we? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that. So um, th- we've uh, been hearing from about this uh, this uh, Leah. I have Thompson. Uh, yeah, it? Leah Thompson is her name. Uh, Thomas. His Leah Thomas. Uh, his name. Yeah. I, what it was gets his other name. Uh, Will. Will Thomas, Will. who was a swimmer for Penn. And he was he was in the na- last NCAA's. He was. Uh, he got some national championships because right. he was a guy swimming against women. And he's for the first three years of his college career at the University of Pennsylvania, he swam on the men's, the men's team. 
and it didn't go so well. Right. Well, uh, there's a swimmer called Riley named Riley Gaines who is quite the uh, accomplished female swimmer. Uh, I'm going to play a clip from her where she gives her a little bit of her credentials. Now, what she says in this clip is what happened at the national championships and how she was cheated out of a trophy. What happened, what she said afterwards, and what she has continued to say, and in fact this weekend was the reason this is in the news, talks about having a man in the locker room with the women. This is that Will Thomas. Will Thomas. And they never asked the women, what do you think, uh, you know, what they did is they told the women, if you're uncomfortable with this, here's some counseling. And they uh, they referred them to uh, the LGBT counselors. Who, yeah, you're you know, the how, problem. This is how you get rid of your problem. Right. Uh, so, but anyway, I do want you to hear Riley Gaines talking about what happened to her. This is a little older, but this is, this is she's still talking about this, and this has not been solved yet. Cut nine. Hi. Uh, my name is Riley Gaines. I'm a recent graduate from the University of Kentucky, where I was on the women's swim team. I proudly finished my career as a 12-time NCAA All-American, a five-time SEC champion. Um, I am one of the fastest 200 butterflyers of, of all time. Um, but on March 17th of last year, my teammates and I were, and other female swimmers from universities around the country, were forced to compete against a biological male named Leah Thomas. Um, Thomas was allowed to compete in the women's division after competing as a member of the University of Pennsylvania's men's swim team for three years. We watched on the side of the pool as Thomas won a national title in the 500-yard freestyle, beating out the most impressive and accomplished female athletes in the country, including Olympians and American record holders. Whereas just the year before, Thomas at best was ranking in the 400s in the men's category. The next day, Thomas and I raced in the 200 freestyle, which ended up in a tie. Um, we went the exact same time down to the hundredth of a second. Having only one trophy, the NCAA told me that I would go home empty-handed and this trophy would go to Thomas. And when I questioned this, the NCAA told me that Thomas had to hold it for photo purposes. I was shocked. I felt betrayed and belittled, reduced to a photo op. She had as much right to that trophy as Will Thomas oh, did. Oh, she had Will's much more right Leah. to that trophy right. than yes. Will Thomas Well, what had. I'm saying is it, it should not have, uh, she should not have been slighted in this way. And, again, she's the one with the problem. So did we have any other sound from her in talking about? Um, I, I I came across it too late to put it on okay. for today. We could bring it in tomorrow. Oh, that's, all, that's all right. But, but, she but she's talking about the fact that she, they He are, walked into their dressing room. Right. Yes. He walked into their dressing room, and he has not had any kind of surgeries or anything. Uh, and so, he exposed himself in front of these girls, college girls who were changing, who were getting ready for a swim meet. Um, and they were just, they were traumatized, a lot of them. Has she, uh, Riley Gaines is her name? This, this, uh, Riley Gaines. Setting. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how, how things have gone for her in terms of career. Because you pay a price nowadays if you speak out against... Oh, well, I believe I, she's past her college. It's not the only thing, but the, anything to do with the sexual revolution. I believe she's out of her college days. I mean, okay. she's, she's aged out of college. It'd be think. interesting to see if yeah. she pays a price. Yeah. Well, companies will hire her. She is, well, I don't know if they'll hire her, but she is being very brave yeah. in, uh, in continuing to talk about this. Where are we uh, with uh, speaking of sports and uh, this kind of factor, this transgender? Has this entered into the Olympics yet? Are we going to see in the next Olympics, are we going to see guys competing as women i are, are we there yet i'm not sure what the uh, international olympic committee the ioc has uh has said about that it's 
Uh, they uh, have said something. I'm trying to remember. I'm looking it up. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, until this thing does, it, it may take years for this yes. movement, to, uh, uh, this I, this narrative to unravel, like we were talking about a few minutes ago. But a lot of damage is going to be done between now and then. And in the sports world, uh, you're probably going to see the IOC and some of these others probably go full support for that before they have to walk it back. And I'm wondering if after the fact, if common sense does prevail, Fred, what you were talking about, I wonder if these kinds of records that like Will Thomas won, I wonder if those will be expunged from the NCAA record book. There needs to be lawsuits. Right. You know, we're starting to see it in in other areas of this wokeness, these counties up in Virginia that withheld information on these advanced uh, uh, scores that would have helped kids get uh, scholarships into good schools, school districts withholding that information so that they couldn't give it because of wokeness. Right. uh, That these kids were all doing so well. I, I, again, I, I just think the backlash has started. People are fed up with this nonsense, especially when it affects their kids. Right. And it affects their futures. And and this this young lady, she probably had could have a brilliant future in endorsements. Yes. You know, some uh, sportswear, whatever the case may be. Right. And she's being robbed of this. Yeah. Um, I'd be getting myself a good lawyer. They've already had a transgender person in the Olympics. Uh, is that weightlifting? Yes. Uh, I it was, that. It was um, he, he, Mosher, Chris, I don't know if he's a guy or if he's a, he must be a guy. He's a guy that's competing with the girls. He competed, did not do that well. He didn't do that well, but he right. competed in the 2020 Olympic trials. And I believe the Olympic Committee is saying if your governing body, like the American track and field uh, USA track or whatever says that you're okay, then we'll allow you that. If That's right. Don't they, then they we punted? And, and they also have some some testosterone level. Uh, you have, you to, have to have a certain it. level of testosterone if you want to. Yeah. Okay. Let's just end here. You know, Joe Biden is still underwater with uh, po- popularity, according to the Real Clear Politics latest RCP. Uh, he has is uh, 44 disapproved and 52. Uh, 44 approve and 52 disapprove of his. Well, Pete Buttigieg has a, a thought about why. Why is he upside down? He was on the weekend show uh, and uh, over the weekend. And he says that uh, he's so upside down because he's done so many good things that people can't keep track of them. Cut 14. He's got a lot of things to tell. Why do you think that it has not penetrated the American public? Well, these things don't sell themselves, and it's one of the reasons I'm really looking forward to that that State of the Union address. Uh, I will say that there have been so many accomplishments under this administration, it can be difficult to list them in a distilled way. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So much good that we can't keep track of it. So that's why he he played him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Fred, I got to tell you, I, I, I run towards glass half full as a personality trait rather than glass half empty, which is my wife. <laughs> but Pete Buttigieg is glass completely full and running over. <laughs> that is quite an optimistic uh, take on why the president should be more popular. Yeah, and just hold on. Uh, if uh, Joe Biden decides not to run, guess who's going to be up there competing for that job? His name is Pete mentioned. Buttigieg. Oh yeah, his yeah. his name has been mentioned. Secretary of Transportation. Yes. Who uh, if, isn't he the one that uh, takes a uh, 
takes a ride, a, a, a car takes him to the to the uh, and bikes capital, the rest. And then he bikes the the, yeah. the mile, the last mile. And for what it's worth, he's in charge of the air f- flights over the country, including balloons. Yes. Oh, yes, okay. I see. All right, folks, that's all the time we have for this edition of Today's Issues. More great programming directly ahead on American Family Radio. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow right here. Please join us.